That's <laughs> Ape yeah. Out is my jam. Yeah, dude. You instantly were like, this game's excellent. Ape Out is the dark sheep on my 2019 game of the year list. I'm telling you this in early March. Yeah. I think that's fair. It, it, right now, like if we had to vote for game of the year today, yeah, which is March 7th, yeah, 2019, Ape Out makes my top 10 games of the it year. It makes my top it's it's number 2 right now with a bullet right behind RE2. Yeah. I need the rest of my bullets for RE2 cuz you don't have many. Yeah, seriously. You got to you got to hoard those bullets. There's so much great stuff coming out though. Blake and I are now united in our fervor for EDF Iron Rain. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. It's, <sighs> yeah, that's in my top 10 easily. Also, Mortal Kombat just looks increasingly ridiculous in the best way. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that story trailer. That, I know. It sold me. Yeah, uh, when when Johnny Cage is sitting there, he's talking about jetpacks. Yeah, I'm like, this was like talking, written for me. Yeah, he's talking to Johnny Cage yeah. about jetpacks. <laughs> about jetpacks, yeah. and I'm like, yes, thank you. Not even and one. He's wearing jetpack. Snapchat sunglasses. Yes. Did you notice that? <laughs> what? He's wearing the glasses with the cameras in it. Holy oh, crap! Wow. No, I had yeah. no idea. That's also, insane. have did you see the? Have you seen this fatality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where they Multiple keep takes. takes. Yeah. <laughs> Who hired this guy? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, wow. I'm that game, man. Oof. I can't wait. We saw. I saw Zombie Katana and Zombie Liu Kang in the trailer. I can't wait until they show Katana gameplay because she's my girl. Mm-hmm. She's been my main since Mortal Kombat Two. Yeah. And she's going to be great. I'm also excited for Jade. She's always she's really hard to play, but she's always a lot of fun if you can if you can yeah, learn her for sure. And then Sekiro, we are weeks away from a new From Software game. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I I want Reptile in MK11 while we're still talking about. But he's he's got to be there. I feel like it's I'm time a, for some Reptile. Yeah, I think we we talked about how I like Kano before and that upset, i think that upset david if i recall yeah what did it <laughs> yeah you were, oh you kano just... does kind of suck <laughs> oh i got how i'll whoop your sorry butt with kano no you won't dude i don't i really I, think david is materially better yeah. at mk games than everyone else on staff ozzy is like super excited for mk11 i'm gonna play ozzy mortal kombat 11 yeah, Man. I'm gonna bust out some Shao Kahn taunts on that. Yeah, that poor I think, boy. I think E3 especially we should we should have some staff tournaments and games. Yeah, because uh, we're all you know you can play MK11 online with each other, but Ugh. when you're in the same room, I don't. I hate playing fighting games online. Right? Yeah, it's it's awful. The, like the say, leg throws off your timing for combos and everything, everything is yeah. just blech. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, being able to be in the same room and yeah. all of us have like a, an MK11 tournament, yeah. I think would be fun. Yes. Uh, same thing am with I Smash. Allowed to, Smash. Am I allowed yeah. to bring my own fighting stick? Yeah, you can. But if you change video modes, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm having flashbacks of uh, <laughs> QuakeCon 2018. <laughs> I was like, I think. It's really funny because I think Asif and I were more sympathetic to wanting to change control schemes because sure. like, that's what you do. Sure. But as soon as they were like, can I change video modes? I remember Blake. What was it? The, the night we finished, the morning, it was like 1 a.m. Blake's like, I'm telling you, David, tomorrow if anyone changes so much as one key, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, the first night of the Great Quick Holio <laughs> Tournament, I think we ended around yeah. 2 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I think I, I remember yelling something on the stream about how no one's doing this shit tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Absolutely. what we learned was that Quake Live probably out of every game had the most insanely talented player base it when did. it came to modding things, <laughs> like getting into oh. .sys files and well, changing here's, attributes. And here's the thing. You needed to do that back in 99 if your machine couldn't <laughs> yeah. run it. But it's, it was 2018. I know. We could have turned that game up to max, and they still would have gotten 3,000 frames a second. No, but they were doing things like changing the, the you know, the HUD changing like the visual representation of weapons on the screen. Blake, do you remember that accessibility one guy? options that you couldn't turn off? Blake, there's that yeah. one guy who was like, I need to log into my computer from home to download my settings. I'm like, you don't though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, dude. It's no, Quake you Live. You'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I that was. We got a great champion. That's all I know. Oh yeah! Like wow, out of all cool. that nonsense, we did get a great champion. Uh, so that that was that was a great yeah. moment in electronic sports history. Yeah. Yeah. And he, also, you know, Lord Revan, man, Revan's dungeon. He's he's over there in Quake World still. He's probably sitting there right now. Like, where are these Quake players? We're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to. He should get a reserved spot in this year's Quake Con tournament. Or he should be like a boss. Yeah, it could be boss. like a boss battle. You know, that would be crazy yeah. if, like, instead of facing off against you in the final fight. Yeah, like, just... yeah, I could be a mini boss, and he could be a boss. Yeah, that would be that would be totally boss. I think we should do the same with Mega Moose at E3. He should be like some yeah. sort of a boss. That would be cool. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's Mega Moose sixty four, <laughs> the returning champion, Jr. <laughs> he like walks in with like a belt, and he walks in with the briefcase, like hits me over the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I see. I see it yeah. unfolding. Oh no, <laughs> Jack. That's what we do. Where's the Where's the ref right now? <laughs> Mom, I can't believe this is happening. Mega Moose sixty four has taken down the briefcase man. <laughs> As God is my witness, he is broken in half. Oh my god. <laughs> JR puppies. I'm telling no, you, just one puppy. Just Lola's. Lola. Yeah. Okay, right, we'll start the show. Blake, you want to sing us in? Oh, it's the Shack Cast. Hey, we're having a blast. Yes. Oh, we're talking about video games and whatever we go up on things about today. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing on the Shack Cast today? Welcome to the Shack Cast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Asif Khan. I'm CEO, editor in chief, chief puppy wrangler, but not this week because David's wrangling her after she peed all over the place again. You're almost four dupes. I know. Lola. Bladder control. Chair pet of the board. I, I get it. Small dogs, excitement pee. But come on, even dupes. so. Didn't you say she had excitement pee a couple times today? No, she was just fucking angry about garbage. She she's got Oh, that's right. She has issues when yeah. I take out the garbage. She's yeah. like, Are you throwing out my food? It's like, is there a bobo in there? No, I hide them. There's poop in there. You Yeah. Exactly. Your poop. Lola. Exactly. You don't want to keep that in the house. Lola. Exactly, Lola. Good, come on. So yeah. Just being a total duper, the chair pet of the board. Lola. Entering her, she's going to have her anniversary of the election to the chair pet of the board. Yeah, it's coming up. And then the day after, which is the anniversary of the removal of elections. 
That's right. <laughs> Which is another and she cr- consolidated power. <laughs> she consolidated power within a day of becoming chair pet. So yeah. now she's chair pet until she doesn't want to be chair pet. She moved fast after uh, that election. It's really well played, Lola. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, making that trek across the the the, the family room <laughs> from the Mickey Mouse bed to the couch. <laughs> Uh, with two bobos on the couch today. Yeah. Dos bobos. Options. Parati. Okay. And then uh, joining me, David, you made the long trek across the increasingly cold as fuck streets of Canada. <laughs> At least it didn't snow. Well, it, it, it snowed, snowed a little bit today. It's snowing every day, David. No, it is. It's snowing but every it's not fucking sticking, day. Dude. It's not sticking. Yeah. It's not that kind of. It's not packing. I can deal snow. with it if it doesn't pack. But it's stick. just like. Yeah. Every so often, we just get a little. I take solace in the fact that spring is technically like weeks away. No, but did you see like on my driveway? There's like still ice. Yeah, like it's like there's still gonna be puddles, and then they're gonna ice over. I did. So we definitely have ice. Yeah. Uh, here and yeah. like ice, I almost hate more than snow. Oh, ice is the worst. So that's why I don't I don't walk up or down driveways in the winter because of black yeah. ice. Ice is what you slip on. Yeah, yep. for sure, for sure. And like I just, this is that dangerous time of year because it's like gonna be freezing temperatures, and then it's gonna like rain, snow, kinda. Yeah, yeah. It's just I've seen seen way more accidents on the street in the last week than yes. I did all of winter. Uh, so yeah, just be careful out there in Northeast Ohio if you're driving around, uh, especially in parking lots. You know, people oh, think yeah. like once they're in a parking lot, they're in some sort of safe zone where they can look at their phone and you just can't. You're driving something that can run over people. You know what, man? Parking lots are the first to succumb to anarchy during the winter because you know what happens? Snow covers the ground. The parking spaces are gone. Mm-hmm. So people are just like, I'm just going to stop right here. Yep. This is my parking spot now. Yeah. That totally happened to me at Chick-fil-A today. Yeah. I was like, okay, lady. Like, first of all, you know, you know how it loops around twice. Yeah, and then there's like that third loop. I don't like that. You know what I'm talking about. I know though. what you're talking about. So she's a third loop person, oh, right? Man. She's not even in line to get into the drive through, but she comes in the wrong way. So she's like turning around, coming around that corner at like 25. Yeah, and then dead stops in front of someone. Yeah, and then like parks, like right at that corner. The back. Like, That's not. Then How pulls out. The, yeah. Mind you, she's on her phone the whole time. Of course pulls she out is. And sits there in that third lane. Dude. So you have all these people who are coming in from the street. Dude. They're trying to get in, and she's just sitting there. And I just looked at her. Come on, Canton. And she didn't notice. You know why? Because she was looking at her phone. She's on her phone. I love so it. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But uh, we're not alone here uh, here in Canton. We have uh, a special guest who, who sang us in, Blake Morris, our reviews editor from Shack News. Thank you for joining through a series oh. of tubes. Of course. And uh, may I just also say that Baraka is also one of my favorite characters in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Baraka oh. is great. Baraka's awesome. Mm-hmm. Unlike think- Kano. <laughs> But Baraka's fatality in MK11 is just awesome. It is. He's always had great fatalities. This one is like, I don't know, maybe his best. You know what I miss about fatalities, though? We're going to talk about this. Okay. I I love the more elaborate ones, but I kind of miss the days back in the the 2D era of Mortal Kombat, the 2D sprite-based era, Mm -hmm. when they couldn't really get too elaborate. Like, Baraka's first fatality was like, he just cuts your head off. Yeah, sure. Like, because that kind of fits his character. He's this brutal dude. He's uh-huh. not, he's not, uh, you know, fancy. He's just like, I'm going to cut your head off. Yeah. 
So I kind I hope there are some of those in eleven. Like I in ten, Melina had one where like she'd throw you down and just start like tearing you apart and eating you. Because like that's what Melina would do. She's a yeah. crazy Tarkatan clone. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. All right. But that's it. I love the. I don't know. I, we we're definitely we're on two sides of the coin when it comes to MK11 fatalities because I am really embracing their absurdity. No, oh no, I yeah. like them. I'm just. Saying, I hope we have like some that are just like fast and brutal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think. I think. I, I don't know. I think, I think. <laughs> it seems like they're going ham. They are. But like, <laughs> I, think, I don't know. Yeah. This, this feeds back into my point. I don't think Blake was on the show when I made this, so maybe we'll talk about it again. But like, uh, it's not that I'm squeamish in my uh-huh. old age. I'm not. But the thing is, like, the fatal blow moves are so over the top that fatalities are kind of redundant. It know? is. I think the fatal blow really. No, yeah. I, we we agree about that. It's just that, like, I just I still. Just appreciate the artistry of what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of absurd. It is. Oh, it At is. this point, like, when you combine the fatal blow and the fatality, right, in, like, a oh, normal yeah. fight, yeah. that's just an absurd thing to see it in a be, short period of time. Mortal Kombat 10 brought brutalities back, yep. and it was basically, like, going from a combo into the brutality. It would be kind of cool if Mortal Kombat 11 lets you go, like, if you do a six-hit combo or more, into a fatal blow, then it ends like, you know, Sonya stomps your head or whatever. Maybe she just squashes it flat Mm -hmm. for that brutality fatal blow or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, no, that game, I think that's like our hot. Oh, yeah. I think we're all looking forward to it. We're all kind of staring at MK11 right now. Yep. Uh, Have you guys played the story mode in the last few games? Oh, yeah. No. I'm almost through. uh, Okay, the first, okay, Mortal Kombat, the reboot 9 or whatever. Yeah. So good. The story is so damn good. It's it's good. If you play one, Osif, play that one. Mortal Kombat Tens is okay, but Mortal Kombat Nine story mode is yeah. fantastic. No, I yeah. I've, I I paid attention to like it just kind of from the sidelines. Yeah, because I'm just I you know, I'm not very good at the game, uh, but I saw uh, I think he's from Game Informer, Imran Khan. He tweeted out a really good observation about fighting game story modes. And how like Mortal Kombat's is the best. Oh yeah, because they're just fucking all soulless killers that just want to kill shit. Yeah, you know, and like a lot of the other games get into these convoluted like this guy killed my dad, and then like, but then why are you why do you care about this character? And it yeah. just becomes these really convoluted messes. Street Fighter, you know, Street, where like, yeah. uh, or you know, DOA six. Well, a lot other... of people are are really arguing about that right now. Oh, the they shouldn't. That game story has always been. Whatever, like the story mode in that game is just like get me through this so I can unlock Kasumi's bikini. But uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat stories are fun because they've always had lore. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat, unlike Street Fighter, you know, Capcom sat on Street Fighter Two for like two or three years putting mm-hmm. out updates. Whereas Midway was like, here's three Mortal Kombat games. Returning characters have new looks. Yep. Some are like, oh, Sub Zero and Two. Why does he have that slash over his eye? Because it's a different Sub Zero, mm-hmm. which you don't find out until you beat the game. Yep. And they'll they'll kill some characters. They'll imprison some characters. Like Mortal Kombat's lore has always been really fun to follow. Yeah. And it's been like a game to game thing. They've reinvented it at times. Like yeah. it's just. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job compared to a lot of other fighting games when definitely. it comes to the story mode. And this one, because it's on Switch, I'm definitely gonna be able to sit. Are there you getting and, it on Switch then? I'm gonna get it on PC and I'm gonna get it on Switch. That sounds like a good plan. Because I think I want to play it on the go. Yeah, but I also want that really high fidelity experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that PC is gonna offer the best fidelity. Yeah, I agree. I think I'll probably do that combo. But I think that's what I'm gonna do because I. 
I love that series, and I kind of sat out a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I think this would be a good time to like actually uh, get in there. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I'm I'm down. I think that game's gonna be really good. And they keep mm-hmm. they've been feeding us little trailers that I've just been all about. Here, I, here's a game I want to talk to you. Did you see this Rage Two trailer today? I haven't seen it yet. Oh man, it looks great. The gameplay in this game is just the weapons look fun, the abilities look fun, but I'm worried about the pacing of it. I'm worried about like how long you have to wait and walk around or drive around in between <laughs> that's, the fun parts. That's always been Rage's problem. I, that's so, my yeah. biggest concern right now with Rage 2. Yeah. But like everything they show us looks fun. It looks so much fun. It does. It does. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I don't want to get. I don't want you guys to do that to me again. I wonder, like, when is that game supposed to come out? May. 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 So do you think, here's a prediction for you both. Tell me, weigh in. Rage 2 in spring, Doom Eternal in the fall. Mm-hmm. Zenimax and kind of bookend their year with the like, hotly anticipated sort of shooters. Metaphor for life. It, it, it Rage is. 2 in the spring. Anarchy in the spring. Doom Eternal. Hell in the fall. In the fall. Eternal hell in the eternal fall. hell. Fall of eternal hell. Um, so I played a little Rage too. Uh, <gasps> yeah. Open world, and there's a lot more going on in the open world. You pretty much can't drive like twenty feet without having something to do. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, important to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's my biggest concern going into the game. But everything I'm seeing from a gunplay standpoint, I'm like, God, that looks fun. <laughs> like the abilities. It looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. Bla- Blake had mentioned he talked to Tim Willits uh, at an event about adding like a high score attack mode. Right. And I think that, that would nice. that would be really cool. That would. There's this, you do this, there's this mutant TV thing, and it was in the first game too. But uh, yeah, you go to this TV show station and you kill a bunch of mutants for entertainment and yeah. you try and rack up like a certain score in a certain amount of time. Uh, so why not turn that into a time attack mode or a score attack mode? There's not, there's, I, I would be surprised if they left out an arcade mode. That went over pretty well in Doom 2016. Yeah. Yeah. They has to, there, there would be a, no, That's we're, we're talking, about, we're talking about Rage was, 2. I know, I'm, I'm but saying. you're saying in Doom Eternal? Yeah, like, isn't, uh, like, a score attack or, yeah. it's basically an arcade mode. Uh-huh. So I don't see why it wouldn't work in, in Rage 2 also. They should add it. Because they're they're different engines, right? But I guess it's the gameplay concept, yeah, though. They have it. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It it's being really weird with this property. Yeah, like they're they're. I think they're giving it a lot more PR than they. It. I think like, it needs it because Rage was like of all the ID properties, that's the one that makes you say, "Oh yeah, they did make that." I guess it's just interesting to see that this was like when they announced it. I was like. Hmm. You know, and when the leak mm-hmm. came out, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, this is like after Fallout 76 and like everything that's been going on in Bethesda lately. I'm yeah. like, you're going to go with Rage the Rage 2. Yeah. Like, Doom Eternal, I'm down. And yeah. like, I get what Ra- I get what Id's doing. And I, I love that Id gave. A- Who's the developer on Rage 2? It's uh, those- Avalanche. Avalanche. Uh-huh. Those folks over in Europe, right? Yeah. I love that it is giving them that this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just cool that they're getting this big of an opportunity. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 
it could be really fun. <laughs> There's like a chance. Yeah. Today, today's trailer was like that first one where I was like, it showed off new things that I hadn't really. I like. Had you experienced the powers, like the the a ability? I mean, yeah, the basic ones, just those ones that we saw. You were there at QuakeCon when. Yeah. When I saw the abilities that. Are those the uh, same? The same that were in the the build at QuakeCon, or is what you saw no, recently? Some of those looked new. Yeah, um, some of that stuff looked different than what I saw at QuakeCon in that trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing about it, though. A lot of the stuff that they just showed, I feel like that stuff that was being recorded by people that know how to utilize all of these different tactics and made these tactics. Yeah. Yeah. When you're actually playing a game, you know, I just, you know, having seen so many of these trailers and then actually played a lot of these games, you don't necessarily come up with the same ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times your combat experience is nowhere near the same as what is shown in the, the ideal experience of the guided yeah. tour. Yeah. That Cause like that guy knows exactly yeah. every gameplay element and choreographed yeah. that almost. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Not almost like it is, no, but it's like, it's like what zero did uh, for a lot of the quake uh, champions footage. Yeah. Like he was the one capturing that. <laughs> There's another IP. It should bring back from the dead quake. What happened? Dude, what the fuck happened you to know, Quake Champions? You know what I was thinking about earlier today? Like, what happened? We are closing in on two years of that game being in early access. <laughs> yeah, dude. We should write something about that. Two years. That game is DOA. Holy shit. Here's how dead that game is. Yeah, like, this is like my uh, Jeff Foxworthy impression. Yeah. How dead is Quake? I'll tell you I'll tell you how dead Quake is. Quake Champions is. The guy who won back to back singles championships at QuakeCon yeah. was dropped from his pro team. Yep. Claws. Claws dropped. The first few days I've been I watch Claws. I follow him on, on uh Twitch. Yeah. It's Claws with a Z at the end. Mm-hmm. He's great. Yeah. He uh he instantly the day he got dropped from a professional Quake Champions team. What game do you think he went to play? Overwatch, Quake Live. Quake Live. Oh really? He was streaming Quake Live for like a few weeks, <laughs> and I was just like, hell yeah, yeah claws, I mean... preach, preach, claws. <laughs> I was just like, and then guess what happened? What? Apex Legends came out. Oh, is he playing that? Now? And oh, guess who's yeah. great at Apex Legends? Fatality, but yeah, Claws, Claws. too. Yeah. So I'm super, I'm like, damn, watch Claws end up being like, a, be whenever crazy. Apex gets into the, the esports scene, watch Claws. He, the dude's boy is practicing. Yeah. He's got his crew and he's practicing. And I was just like, I saw what happened to him though. And I was like, damn, that game is dead. Yep. Like Quake Champions is dead. And that's a bummer. But it's like we 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 need to we have to like we can't review it. We're just gonna like pronounce it dead. Yeah, you're not gonna. It's not a real <laughs> Please review. Stop Quake Champions. <laughs> Please oh, stop. too late. Yeah. Please stop developing Quake Champions. <laughs> It'll be like we did in 2017. No, dude, they keep adding shit. They uh, added their. <laughs> I know, but everything's everything's substantial. Last year, last year, their big patch last year added capture the flag. I know their patch. 
and capture the flag, they, which has been in the game for how long? I know. That's what I'm saying. Everything's <laughs> substantial. They waited too long to add. Like, ridiculously long. Ugh. Like, how did it, How did you not shift with capture the flag in a Quake game? In a Quake game. You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, so frustrating to look at that. Because, you know, the problem is when you play Quake Champions, it still feels like Quake, and Quake feels good. But they fucked up everything else around it. Yep. So sad. Yeah. <sighs> That's why I really like Project 1v1. That game is a lot more fun than Quake Champions to me. Project 1v1 was like, I, what What the fuck? Yeah, I don't hey, know what that Hey, Gearbox. Game yeah. Project 1v1. What is it? Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I told them, uh, because I ran into some folks, you know, we 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 might know some folks from Gearbox, right? Right, right. And I ran into them at PAX uh, West. I told them uh, it was funny. It was just it was a couple like executives or whatever, two K people. And I was like, you know what you gotta do with Project One v One to make it a hit? You gotta like add microtransaction bling <laughs> and like basically dump all of your IP into it. Make it like Smash Brothers. Yeah. Of Gearbox. Yep. Right? <laughs> so, like, have Colonial like Marine Duke, and Duke Nukem, the, and, like, you gotta pay for, like, Duke Nukem back bling and stuff, but, like, add emotes. I was like, do all these things that Fortnite's doing right in this game, yeah. and then just print money. And they were, it was like a light bulb went off above their heads. So, I don't know if I created a monster or not at PAX. We'll see. We'll that was see. my suggestion. Because, like, it, it felt so good. Yeah, it, it's no. like it felt it feels great. It felt like one v one quake back in the day, mm -hmm. and it added that whole next one up mentality. Like at an arcade, that's what Randy was discussing at, mm -hmm. at the presentation at E three Judges Week. Was that you? It's like he wanted to have like an arcade feel, but in a shooter. Yeah. So it's like there's four people in a party, and they're just like who can take out this person that's number one right, right now. And I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds, and in the one time I've played it, it was more enjoyable than every time I've played Quake Champions yep. combined. Yeah. So. Uh, R.I.P. Quake Champions. I, I, I guess it, we're going to, you know what? On the two-year anniversary, we can pronounce it dead. Yep. Quake Champions found dead. Survived by Quake Live, Quake Four, Quake Three, Quake Two, Quake One, Quake Four. Probably has a more active audience on Steam than Quake Champions does at this point. I I guarantee Quake World, yeah, probably has more people playing it. More revenue in there. Yeah, I I I have more fun in Quake World. Yeah, you know, it's, that's what it hurts me to say. I feel bad. We're going to have to pour some hand sanitizer out for him in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, what else has happened? Because we, we've we've kind of been away for, like, almost a two-week period, but oh, people man. won't notice. Let's see. Well, uh, I went and saw Days Gone. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about this game. You know what I call it, David? It's like Breath of the Wild. But with a motorcycle instead of a horse. And you actually have to care about your motorcycle. 
Because yeah. Breath of the Wild, you don't give a shit about your horse. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> You're like, fuck this horse. But you can't get a motorcycle in Breath of the Wild, so. Yeah. I guess it's like Breath of the Wild's motorcycle, but yeah. not. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, tell me about this game, Blake, because I actually am interested. I've been interested in it for years, it feels like. Yeah, Ben Studio's been working on this yeah. for a while. Well, basically, it's sort of like you're a biker in the zombie apocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's not, it's it's the I Am Legend style of zombie apocalypse. So people kind of, people that are infected with this virus or plague become what are called freakers. And they look sort of like Nosferatu vampires. Ah. They, they tend to be more active at night as well. But they are out in the day. They're not light sensitive. Uh, so yeah, somewhere between a vampire and a zombie, hmm. sort of, uh, if you will. Uh, they're 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 creatures that apparently like uh, uh, Berkleton was telling me uh, in the interviews that he shot that they were saying these freakers because these freakers have nests, right? Yeah. So you can follow them from their nests and watch them scavenge and follow their routine throughout a day and then watch them come back to their nests at night. So That's they have, cool. Yeah, they have their own little lives going on. Uh, and then, so yeah, basically you start off, the story is, you play as this guy Deacon St. John. His, uh, his wife is stabbed during the initial outbreak and you're putting her on a helicopter to get her out of there and keep her safe. There's only room for two more people on the chopper, so you put your wife on there, but then you're there with your biker brother, because you're a real biker. You're a one percenter, which is uh, basically this gang of... It's like real outlaw bikers, right? The one percenters uh, come from this thing where like, there was some lawmaker that said 99% of motorcycle drivers are law-abiding citizens. Uh, so... You got a one percenter patch on your character, uh, but basically you stay behind to make sure that your biker brother doesn't die in the outbreak. Uh, and then you find out during like the very early parts of the game that your that his wife has been dead. It's been about two years, uh, and uh, you know at certain points you'll even go and visit the uh, safe zone she was supposedly taken to. And you'll see it was overrun by freakers and stuff. So your character has this like really embittered hatred for these creatures, right? To the point of irrationality where it's he's compelled to kill them if he sees them. Yeah, he's like it's like the doomed guy to demons. He just yeah. this guy Rip kills freakers. Yeah. Yeah, so can people turn? Yeah. Like if like this does his wife turn or if you get bitten if someone gets bitten, do they turn? Is that how this works? I have no no idea what the rule is. Huh. Uh, honestly. Uh maybe some people are immune. But basically, you know, society is broken down. Uh throughout the world. You're you you play in Portland, Oregon. Uh and I gotta say, like this game is absolutely gorgeous. This game is stunningly gorgeous. Yep. I wish there was a mode 
where I can just turn everything off and drive around because it's yeah. a very, very harsh world and like they really emphasize like how much you have to fight to survive. Yeah, like that you know like you know how Tetris Effect has spectator mode? Mm-hmm. I feel like beautiful games should have spectator modes. Yeah. Yeah. Like a roaming Absolutely. mode or something. Free yeah. freestyle. Yeah. Because uh, I feel that way about Red Dead. I, I would love to just be able to travel around Red Dead without mm-hmm. having to deal with the bullshit. Yeah, me too. And, like, when you... The thing about Days Gone, like, when I booted it up, I was not expecting a game to be so pretty. Like, I just had... I was just like, holy cow, this is so detailed. Mm-hmm. Just so so glorious and there's so many different types of environments and the weather system is great the yeah i thought the driving the motorcycle experience uh-huh. is excellent like yeah. it, it the the way that they their climate mechanic right where if it's muddy or raining or snowing or whatever the way that your bike handles in it is like real and then they also add like this incentive almost to, to drive off road, hmm. yeah, you need to keep gas in it too, which uh, yep is actually probably the biggest pain in the ass in the game for sure. Said. Yeah, it's like feeding yeah. it's like feeding your your horse in Red Dead, but yeah, like, I really feel like it's it's a similar relationship, and it's like it's like a love story about a man and his bike <laughs> as they fight through a field of zombies, <laughs> okay, to avenge yeah. his wife, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, so it's actually um, humans are way more of a threat. I felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's like I, I guess it's like the I don't know it's like post apocalyptic dictator police. I don't know like whatever <laughs> they are. There's like because so, yeah, um, you're still like an outlaw, right? So basically, there's <laughs> there's a bunch of outlanders, right? There's yeah. people that just like live outside of outposts Uh and try and scavenge and will try and attack you and uh, might try and take over your own safe like safe zone you know so yeah you'll just encounter random people people will set up ambushes uh ambushes are i you know i don't i want to say like ambushes suck but just because of how tough it is right like yeah good it's a good gaming mechanic, but like, you'll like Deacon will say something uh, like, "Oh, it looks like there's like a marauder am- ambush up ahead, right?" And if you don't pay attention to that and you try and drive through it, usually there's somebody hiding up in a tree with a sniper rifle that's gonna shoot your bike out from underneath you, totally, completely, a hundred percent damage your bike, uh, and then people are gonna jump out of the bushes and start beating you down with clubs or shooting you. Uh, so yeah, like that. Also, I wish I could turn that off just so I could drive around and enjoy the view again. But like you know, this is this game really emphasizes that survival aspect. So because uh, of that, and because of like the the zombie creatures, like you said, being more more active at, at night relative to daytime, is there a lot of stealth involved from what you've played? Because that... oh yeah, oh okay, oh. that's this game sounds right up my alley. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you are going to be a sneaky sneak more often than not. I love being sneaky. You know, yeah. it's just how you got to do it. You got to use cover in combat. Uh, you know, those like, what are they called? Nests in the game or whatever? Uh, 
you know like those little clusters of i i, I don't know I, I was playing an earlier build but there was like a place where i had to turn on the power to some kind of station and there were a ton of zombies there and there like it was the first time i was playing the game so i'm just like flooring it on the motorcycle yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like the the street is just like a dead end into this like infestation right <laughs> and i just go flying i crash into like i crash into like a car and i go flying like over it the dev's like right behind me laughing because he's like this is hilarious but i went over like all the zombies or you know the That's freakers cool. yeah so they were like they're kind of stunned they turned around and all started coming at me but like i was able to kind of get in the situation where i i, <laughs> I totally wasn't stealthy is my point <laughs> yeah. like, like, hey like, everybody i'm on a motorcycle that sounds and, like an interesting juxtaposition though like you have to be quiet but you're on a hog yeah you know? right that sounds and, cool yeah motorcycles are super loud so yeah. it's like you can be super sneaky sneaky on one but it's uh and then like I instantly learned about okay, I can hurt my motorcycle because yeah. there's like a health bar, and it's like you fucked up your motorcycle, awesome. Yeah. And you're when you drive fast, right? You use more gas, so it's 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 really interesting. Fuel mechanics in those sorts of games, I feel, can like make or break them. Like it's it's almost like um, having a battery powered flashlight in the game. Like if yeah. your battery drains too quickly, it's more annoying than immersive. Sure. So I think that. Is that mechanic, as it pertains to to gasoline, could kind of be a deciding factor for a lot of people? I'm sure there are upgrades walk, and stuff too. You can walk your bike, as yeah. You run out of gas, and then there's usually little like broken down houses or things like that where you can scavenge. Yeah, for gas you can things. usually you can. I would say if you run out of gas, you can probably find gas within like a minute. Okay, or two. I, I don't know. I, I maybe would, I would it say, could it could be ten minutes sometimes. Yeah, I would say ten minutes is probably more accurate. Yeah, it just depends where you run out of gas. Like if yeah. you're in an area that has buildings, like yeah, it'll be quicker than. Yeah, but yeah, so I, I, don't of, think, I don't think it's I'm, like super far. Uh huh. But you can also scavenge from the trunks of cars and things like that. Although if you set off a car alarm, that's gonna that's gonna drop freakers your way, mm -hmm. uh, or other people, you know. Uh, it's going to draw attention from someone, which means you have to go into the car hood and then kill the battery in order to make the car alarm stop going off uh, and stop drawing people. Uh, but on top of those enemies, there's also rippers, which are kind of doomsday cult people that worship the freakers in a lot of ways. Hmm. And these people are messed up. They're covered head to toe. In scars and wounds, and most of them are self-inflicted. Like they'll try and just these are the Trump supporters you. of the game. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. Instead of having like red hats, there's just red blood coming out of them. Uh, <laughs> they're in. They're tough. They're tough because they're organized, and they're they can take a lot of damage. So they're the one rippers. of the, yeah. Just Uncle Jesse is there too. I think we gotta watch out for Uncle Jesse. Who is this? Like a main Ripper character or something? Wait, no, Jesse no, no. and the Rippers, the band. Yeah. Oh, I Jesse got, and the I got that uh, reference. I was all over that. Oh, 
house. I was bored for that reference. Everywhere Four you go, they rip uh, and they tear. But um, okay. speaking of Mary Kent and Ashley Olsen, there's some really disturbing uh, creatures that you fight as well. Um, wow. <laughs> the shade. Like, there, there, are these, there are these creatures called newts, right? And they okay. just look like freaker children, right? Mm. They look like Nosferatu orphans. Oh, no. They wanted to eat you. Yes. Right? And uh, they're, they sort of make it like you can sneak past them because uh, they're territorial. So if they, you're only going to attack you if you come in their territory or if you attack them. So if you can sneak around them, you kind of don't have to face them. But like it's pretty much it feels like murdering children. And then Ooh. you've got this like ragdoll child corpse. Oh man! Sort of, like, but you know what? I'm I'm kind of like looking forward to that though because I think that's one problem with games where you fight any variant of undead. Like they don't really matter to you because they're just these nameless, faceless creatures. Yeah. But shooting a child zombie, seeing that corpse like ragdoll around, is something that could evoke emotion in a genre that you know very uh, rarely does you know what game did that actually was uh gears three really the there was a city full of people that had been basically turned into ash yeah and there was like children and you could either choose to walk around them or shoot through through them them. wow i thought that was pretty powerful yeah that is uh but yeah you're right that uh, that that's an interesting gameplay design choice, Blake, and a character design choice, because like you're you're saying something about that infestation. You're being more real about yeah. it than I I'm think really, a lot of other. Huh. I'm really not sure how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was like I'm like, well, this game is really good and stuff, but I'm like, I'm just not sure if I want to be pushed in that way or need to be pushed. Especially when you can, there's like so much other messed up stuff going on. I like, think that's what they want you to ask, though. I think that's good. Yeah. I, I, because I kind of, um, a problem that stems from what I mentioned is I think children in video games in general, but especially horror and action survival horror, are used in exploitative means. Like, remember the, the announced trailer for Dead Island? where it played like yeah. the scene in reverse and you saw the zombie girl and you're like, oh no. And the game was just like, none of these people matter. You're just still running around killing zombies, but your bat breaks into hits or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was totally exploitative and used to sell the game rather than something intrinsic to the emotion and story and gameplay loop. Yeah, and yeah. so far from the Days Gone stuff, like the promotional stuff, they haven't shown anything like what Blake is talking about. I think that's just going to be an element of the world that you're in. That's kind of world building, yeah. which is... I, that's that's I, almost I, something that would be dangerous to show from a marketing perspective. Sure. Because you could get people... Like, you could get an internet mob that wants the, that shut down and have to, like, capitulate to them. Whereas I feel like if you sit on that and have it part of the game, people will just discover it. It could also be more emotionally resonant for people. Well, you know... Yeah. I, I, I think you did mention internet outrage, and I we have a couple of things we should talk about. Well, what uh, Blake I think wanted to chime yeah, in on that. Yeah, for sure, Blake. Just, no, go uh, for it. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I think Days Gone is going to do really well. I think people are going to be really pleased with it. Does that have a date, Blake? Uh, yeah, it's uh, this. yeah, it's coming up here. It's like this month. This is month. it this month? It's this month. Yeah. 
Yeah, this year is the exact opposite for me, where there's like so many AAA games. Everyone out. dodged Red Dead. Everyone's like, whoop. Yeah. And like the oh. first quarter of 2019 is just lit. <laughs> like everybody's got something. Man. Huh? It's it's within the next month. It's, it's April. April, 26th. April. Sorry. April. Okay. Sorry. Is but it still. is that PS4 exclusive? It's yes. Not. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's Sony. I know. Okay. Well, uh, it doesn't suck. it's no. It's just you know, I would rather play a game like that on my PC, but I'll, I'll certainly know. play it on my PS4. You yeah. know, I it's because Sony put up the money that Ben yeah. Studio could make this game. So. Yeah. I'm just happy okay. that Bend is making a you know a Sony exclusive. That's exciting for them. Yeah, and uh, I think their their decision to delay the game it seems like it was the right one. We talked to them last year, I think. Yeah, they think? Can, yeah. they stopped by our booth at E3. Yeah, uh, we we talked with them at Judges Week. Uh, a lot of them read the chatty. Uh, over there at Ben Studio, so like we're just kind of rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the game just—it looks a lot better than it did when I played it, Blake. And you know, I played it about—I played it in like May. So, yeah. Of like twenty eighteen. Yeah. And the gameplay that I've seen, it just looks—it looks amazing. And I think that's—that's that's probably a product of that delay. And for I sure. think that's always a really tough thing for a studio and like good on Sony for having that kind of foresight to allow them to delay the game instead of release a crappy game. Yeah. I think you see the same thing with Nintendo where they're like, we're not going to release this game in this state. We're going to take more time. Uh, I like seeing that from studios because you get a better product in the end mm -hmm. and you also dodge red dead. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this game is like, it's like, Hey, Red Dead, but with zombies, and then instead of a horse, you have a motorcycle. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is all, this is every change. I'm like, yes, this sounds better than playing Red yeah, Dead to me. Yeah, it does. Because uh, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about Red Dead 2 that did not, it did not hit me the way it should have. No. I think, yeah, I think people will like it. I really think the only thing that's weird about it is, like, Honest, I mean, playing an outlaw biker is a little weird. Yeah. Uh, like it's yeah. Somebody was it you also talking about how like you thought it was Nathan Drake the first time you saw? Yeah, him? I just he kind of looks like Nathan Drake, the guy. It's like yeah, they put Nathan that, Drake on a motorcycle. Like most white video game protagonists, I guess. Yeah. Look like Nathan, like a cross between Nathan Jake and or Nathan Drake and uh, Solid Snake. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He's got more scars than Nathan Drake, right? Uh, yeah, I would think. Uh, but yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I think it's. It looks like a fun time. Uh, I'm That's cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, excited I'm excited for that, for that game. game. I'm actually gonna. I will be picking that up whenever that comes down the pipe. Uh, and yeah, it's a PS4 exclusive, but you know, it's the nature of the beast. It's not like there's any Xbox exclusives to care about right now. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> Did you Xbox. hear about that? The uh, they might release an equivalent of the Xbox One S, and it'll be digital only. I did hear about that. Hmm, as a rumor, I'd be. I mean, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, if that's one of your two consoles that you're releasing, I'm like, uh oh. I hope it's not like another point 
seven version of the Xbox One. <laughs> that just makes me think of the the PlayStation Portable where they did that, like the PSP Go, and like that was like their last PSP, I guess. Because I think I think that was the final PSP model, and then they moved on to the Vita. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that is it. That's yeah. like the final refinement of the affordable version of the product. Yeah, we'll see you later, folks. Come yeah. back for the next Xbox. Was it going to be the Xbox Two? That's the th- man. They really fucked up their naming scheme. Xbox. Uh, um, Xbox One X One. Xbox. <laughs> Xbox squared. I think they just moved the they moved the S to the front and just sex box. Sex box. The sex box. Or no, like maybe call it like sex box nine. Like Done. two oh. Xbox. Call it a day. They they could just do Xbox Seven Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> right at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like you might as well go that route. This is the most invested I've been do, in the Xbox conversation in years. How do we invoke the feels of Xbox Three Sixty? Oh, we'll call it the Seven Twenty. <laughs> or if you really want to jump curves, call it the the Ten Eighty. Or. Ooh. You could go ultra wide with it. The Xbox K, the Xbox 8K. What about X- Xbox comma again? Question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point. Xbox again. Xbox, Xbox again. Again? We just had this for dinner last night, Gloria. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Every day I come I was, home from work and it's Xbox night. again. <laughs> And then it's just freaking Xbox for dinner. Well, you know what? I never liked your Xbox. Wow. <laughs> the marriage is falling apart. We work so hard every day to make you Xbox, and you don't appreciate us. Who asked for Xbox? What the hell with you, Phil? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like a nice every once in a while. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, exactly. Flake fell down a rabbit hole there. Xbox uh, Again is the name of this episode. <laughs> Xbox Again. Xbox. Ladies and gentlemen, today we reinvent Xbox again. I'm so fucking... Ugh. Yeah, that's how the press conference is going to go. They're the only one left. Did you see uh, there's no EA? EA's like, we're not doing a press conference. We're tired of Donkey making fun of us every year. Yeah, they're doing I said I read they're doing something on like the Friday night. A series of streams. Oh, like, gee. So instead instead of just one press conference that we can knock out all the news, it's gonna be like a day of fucking Nintendo Direct ripoffs, basically. Or Treehouse Live, I should say. Yeah. So it'll be like, here's the game, here's Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt playing Battlefield, like <laughs> You remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so like, E3 memories. Uh, it's going to be like that again. And it's open to the public and it's free. So that's cool. But it's the weekend before E3. <laughs> so that's a bummer. I don't want to come in any earlier. For this this conference started basically a week. Wait, last you know? week started on the Saturday. Yeah, this one starts on Friday. Yeah, they're just goddamn fucking sons of bitches did it. They did it. They did it. They made E3 a day longer. They did it, and like I hate it. I hate that they did that to us. It was so nice coming in on Fridays. Yeah, now we have to come in on Thursday. Do we really? No, no. Here's the someone does. E3 never actually ended last year. 
That's true. Yeah. I actually started planning E3 2019 immediately after 2018. That's the first time. I know when I fly, I usually take out of the CAC like a 6, 6.30 a.m. flight. I'm in California by like noon. Mm-hmm. No one cares, David. You're bunking with Josh. I'm not a good enough roommate. <laughs> oh, Am man. I really? That's, yeah, that's that's what Josh said. Broke oh yeah. My heart. <laughs> oh, There's right. like broken I hearts heard. in our Slack chat. Damn. I heard what's going on. I don't even know. I'm never. In, I'm never in Slack. I don't know the drama. Yeah. It's okay. I'll just get my own room. And I'll just put both the beds together and have one mega bed. <laughs> mega bed. Man, a mega bed. Yeah, and I'll just be like, you know, having having my own special parties there. Well, why you could have mega bed and still fall asleep in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come in like Blake, I just want to say I'm really sorry about oh it's fucking mega bed and he's sleeping in his chair again. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Every well, night he'd come in like I just need to sit down bed. for a second. So I have like his mega bed and I was like computer and his like switch on there or something <laughs> and then like Mega he'll Bed. He'll just be in the chair. In my defense, I was exhausted by the time Oh I know. I would take my shoes off every day. I know. <laughs> oh man. You'd you'd sit down, fall asleep, take off one shoe, fall asleep again. <laughs> eventually find your way to bed. It was great. I look forward you to were- I could kind of judge the passing of time by like where you were. <laughs> like oh, if Blake's in bed now, it had to be like four- <laughs> Like, okay, four hours have passed. Blake's in bed now. All right. I gotta get up soon. Oh man. I no, I love that. I think it was great. Man, you're probably wondering how I do it, and the <laughs> answer is I have no idea. Like, I'm, like I will I, most nights I'll fall asleep on my couch for like an hour or two before I actually go to bed. For real, the struggle's yeah, real here, dude. Awesome's yeah. couch though. This is a bed. <laughs> it's the best couch ever. It's the best couch I've ever been on. <laughs> right now, I'm lying down and sitting on this couch at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And like we're both just chilling, oh, plenty of space. Corolla also straight chilling. Yeah, it's the perfect. Like you know, people always say like it's weird that my TVs are so low. I'm like, you don't understand no. my couch situation. It's perfect. It's like the ideal height for my couch situation. Yeah, man. Greg didn't get it. He's like, your t- your TVs are too low. Like, Has he been here? No, he just saw a picture. Oh. He's you know I take pictures of Lola every day. Yeah, yeah. You see the TVs. And, you know, the TVs are frequently in the background. Someone asked me, why do I have two TVs? And I was like, I, I was I almost just, offended when they asked me. I have the same thing. Yeah. I'm living, I have two TVs set up in there. Yeah, like two TVs side by side so you can watch TV and play video games at the same damn time. This is the damn future. Yeah, and you and Amy will will play uh, oh, yeah, we were games doing, doing side by today. side. We played Diablo a little bit today. Yeah, I've seen you guys do that with Switch and PS4. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys are playing Switch, uh, Diablo on Switch, right? Yeah, and we're, this weekend we're going to be playing EDF5, courtesy of Woo! Blake and the right. folks at D3. Yeah, that's right. D3. I'm yeah. so excited yeah. for that game. That game is going to get me pumped all over again for Iron Rain. Man, Iron like I've been, I'm still playing EDF5, and it's I'm trying to get through the last few levels before Iron Rain comes out in April. Um, April stacked. April is yeah going to be a good good month for game. This whole year so far has been good, and I think things are really April. It's a you know you've got Days Gone and you got Iron Rain, and I think that's really Mortal Kombat. 
Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I forgot about Mortal Kombat. And then you got the Division Two next month, right? Or this month? Oh, I forgot about that game. <laughs> That's a game. Yeah, it is. It's actually it. I I watched uh, some of Chris's stream. Uh, Chris Charles and uh, Beowulf Schaefer were streaming. Interesting. And uh, it it looked really fun, dude. I I like that game. It's just. I don't know. It's it's a time sink. Yeah. I think I think they might have fixed it, but it mm-hmm. looked fun. It looked that, like everything that's wrong with Anthem is not in the Division Two. I guess the first Division just looked so bland to me. Yeah, like, this is was, this is way more colorful. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was New York. It was winter. The dark zone uh, was just, really dark. I just mean everything about it. Like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm like like a squad. It's first person shooter. There's cover. Blah blah. It just I was immediately mm-hmm. just it's apathetic. third person. I, yeah, I said third person. I okay. meant to say third person if okay. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I said first. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Division Two will spark my interest. I'm Division <laughs> Two. You know, I gotta say, I played the beta over the weekend, and, and they did a really good job of nerfing how much damage the AI opponents take, like your your standard grunts. Because it was it was my like third or maybe fourth time doing the opening segment that you have to do before you can go online and join in the co op campaign. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time I was able to do it like really quickly, get through it and get on with the game. And it was because mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't have to go through like three clips of ammo to kill like one enemy. Yeah. So yeah. So I think that's going to I think that balancing that they've done uh before this last beta is going to oh, the open beta mm-hmm. is going to help them a lot. Uh Yeah, every uh, everyone is everyone's impressions are really positive of this okay. late, of the recent beta and cool. just all the streams I'm watching I'm like this game looks fun and everything that's been said about Anthem's end game is not happening in the Division 2's end game and I think that, that's super important that sounds fun to me yeah. and here's what here's what's really going on like cuz you mentioned something it, it kind of set off something in my head mm-hmm. third person shooters I'm a Gears of War fan yeah and 4 wasn't very good and the horde mode almost feels like you're working. It's not even fun anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Because uh, they, they changed the enemies to more robotic instead of squishy, right? It's mm-hmm. so like when you shot, you had a headshot of a locust. It was like fun, right? Yeah. It, you got to see something. Like It's not as entertaining when you're fighting robots. Yeah. Uh, and they were total. It, it fell into that, that bullet sponge trap. And it kind of soured me to the whole, all these games. Yeah. With the bullet sponge mechanic and the horde modes. Yeah. I played horde for years. Yeah. You know, and I just kind of was like over it. Uh, but this game, like, I'm like, yeah, it looks kind of fun. And like you said, uh, it, I think you mentioned it, it was very, it lo- the first one was very dark and kind of gloomy and kind of bland. This is like Washington, D.C., post apocalyptic, but like nature has overrun it. Hmm. And, yeah. and it looks cool. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, they did tweet out something really weird this week. Did you guys see that? No. Uh, oh yeah. That you showed that to me. Yeah, it was like a letter. So uh, weird. From the Mexican government about building a wall on the southern border of the United States, and how they were gonna pay for it. 
Because they wanted to keep Americans out of Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah, because of the disease. Because of the disease. Oh, oh, that's... Oh, look at them getting topical. And I was like... That's kind of clever. That's like the kind of shit you pitch in the meetings, and you're like, oh, this is going to go viral. And because you tried to make something viral, everyone's going to look at it and roll their eyes, and it's not going to get... Yeah, like... We didn't even report on it. I just kind of, I posted it on our news channel and I was like, <sighs> it's like Picard face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was instant, instant Picard face. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't think the game's going to end up being very political. I think Ubisoft does this with their games. Sometimes they try it's to, gonna, you know, they try to make Washington it. And it's a Tom Clancy game. Yeah. There you go. That's all you need. Like, yeah, got, yeah, there you go. Political, but I didn't really think that was necessary. Uh, no. and yeah. it, it, I just thought it was kind of, mm. but I just want another Wildlands. I want Wildlands too. There you go. That's what I want. Uh, the thing about Division is, I think it's gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna get more money out of their core fan base. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how, if, if you didn't like the first Division. This isn't going to change anything for you, though. It's not. It's definitely improved. It's improved in all the ways that the first division improved and became popular. And now they've just added more of that on top of it. I liked the first division, but I played it early on while they were still fixing stuff. Mm. And, yeah, me too. And it, yeah. it wasn't that fun back then, but I liked the, the thing with me is like I liked the core gameplay. I thought yeah. the gameplay loop was fun, mm-hmm. uh, but then later on it got really annoying. I think that they fixed that that grind, which I it made me not it made the game less sticky for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So my, I think my I had a similar experience uh, with the first division, and then my friends were like, "Have you are you not playing the division two right now? It got good." And I went back and I played it with them, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is much more engaging mm-hmm. than it was before." Uh, so, yeah, I think the Division Two is gonna do well. Uh, Days Gone is gonna do well, and of course, Mortal Kombat is gonna do well. Yeah, I guess this is gonna be one of those years for a lot of people where a lot of great games are gonna come out within close proximity of each other, and some are just gonna get like me. I, I will skip Division Two in favor of Days Gone, Mortal Kombat. And Sekiro, they're just all kind of yep. clumped together there. I guess I would. Uh, I think there's a lot of fan service going on this year. These are all a lot of the franchises that are going to do well are are come from a place of familiarity, like the Resident Evil Two remake, Mortal Kombat uh, Eleven. Look at you <laughs> yeah. know, a good example, Blake is Jump Force. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know yeah. that game has its own fan base, and they bought that game. You know, and they're playing it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think there's Kingdom Hearts three, another example of like it didn't matter when that game came out, it was gonna sell a shit ton because yeah, they have even, a lot of fans. Even Sekiro, it's like, yep. oh, here's a game by the people that did Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and it's the same sort of concept. Mm, you know, Bloodborne. It's, it's a new, it's a new IP, but it's based off of Bloodborne's your favorite, right, David? Ugh. <laughs> More like I blood bore. More, I wish it was more Tenchu than Bloodborne. I get that 
I get that the Dark Souls stuff is popular right now. No, but no, I no. Love See, so this is what I'm talking about, though. This is not a Soulsborne game at all. It's it's by the people who made those games, but that's about as far as it goes, as far as DNA. Interesting. Yeah. We will have to wait and see how yeah. this game turns out, but I'm excited. I think it'll it'll be there will be daily threads on the chatty yes. about this game for months. I love I love that. <laughs> I participated in those day one Demon Souls. They were so fun. We get to like five hundred plus replies. Like well, like you can just tell a game is good or at least being played when there's a daily thread. And right yeah. now we have daily Apex threads, daily Destiny two threads. Yeah. Uh, um, for some reason, daily Anthem threads, which I'm like look at the train wreck you guys it's then, really weird yeah. there's like some people who are willing to put up with that game yeah and they're playing it and they're talking about it every day i mean uh, we and live... then you're right most of the chat most of the replies are about how broken it is i think i think we've entered we've long since entered a phase in the industry where because of mass communication and hearing everyone's opinions whether we want to or not Every game has its fans. Like 20 years ago, if Anthem would have come out, we wouldn't hear from the people who are like, this is my favorite game ever, because like, who's going to say that? Well, someone yeah. is, and we're going to hear about it. Yeah, you I know? guess that's true. But yeah, I think I, I'm I'm going to be shocked if we're still seeing Anthem threads in like three months. Yeah, I'm just really mad that it ruined the game I was about to announce, which I've been working on really hard. It's about... A colony of ants. Uh huh. They have to get their queen ready for a gala event. Right? A dress. Got to look good, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So you, it's up to you and the other ants to hem her an outfit, right? And hem. And I just feel like if I put it out now, people are just gonna see oh anthem, and like get my game confused with anthem when it's two totally separate. You're right. Games and two and like completely separate words. And this is exactly <laughs> what happened with my other game, Tom Braid Her, in which you play a guy named Tom who has to braid hair for a bunch of models before they go out on the runway. So it's really just, unfortunate. It's, it's it's been Bad a rough luck. year for indies, guys. It's yeah. really been a rough year for indies. Not for uh, not for uh, Devolver, because man, Ape Out. Yeah, let's talk about Ape Out. Ugh. How good is I'm sitting thought? here thinking. I've been thinking about it since I stopped playing it. Right? Yeah. That's a good game. It's so that's a good. good. I, 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 there's sometimes where like David comes over and I have to just be like, "Here, have this game. Yeah. Try this." Yeah. That was one of those where I, it's I I am handing it to people. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you have to try this game. There've been daily threads about that game. Yeah. I saw I a, a a triumvirate of of Shackers love that game. Uh, Milla likes that game a lot. He's got it's got the Milla seal of approval. Nice. It's got the Serpico seventy four oh. seal of approval. Uh, uh, I saw Gerard, Brick Matt, our reviewer. Yeah, Chris Gerard mm -hmm. liked he said the it game. Was Mighty Joe Young meets Whiplash. I think. Yep. Is uh, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah he really. It's a rough. It's a tough game, man. It's not easy. No, but that's part of it. That yeah. that's where the replay value comes. Because it's it's a shorter game, but it's challenging. Blake, I threw someone through a glass wall. It was great. <laughs> Lola. Yeah. Lola is literally Lola. lying on top of the recording device right now. Lola. 
Well, is it still recording? Or? Yeah, you're being a poor executive <laughs> producer, a little. Uh... It's like she's like just Come here. snuggled up alongside. Come here. There you she go. This message. <laughs> Literally, just executive producing the fuck out of it. She's just trying to be closer to me since I'm not there. I yeah, guess. I guess. Dude, Lola adores yeah. me. That's the next segment, talking about how much Lola adores me. What yeah, about, uh, she loves everybody. Better, better <laughs> oh, okay. But, no, you're her, when, like, you're, no. her, you're her BFF. Okay. I'm just like, you, look at her. Look, you two are like. Did you see me when I walked up and she started, like, a wooing pawing at, at the, the door? Oh, yeah. Pawing at the glass door? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm special, Asif. No, you're clearly BFF. Yeah. I'm just saying she is a, she's no, she, a beacon she, of love. She is a beacon of love. She loves people. Yeah. You know, like. What was like, did someone say bacon of love? If 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 my if my mom walked in here right now, you would disappear. I would? Yeah. I would? She loves my mom. Okay. It's like, she. I just think she prefers females to men, just in general. Hmm. She's like, my girls are here. My girls. All the single ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, like like I said, BFF. It's yeah, different. You're right. So yeah, you know how she treats me uh, when you're here? Yeah. It would be like that with my if my mom was here. Wow, Lola. Yeah. yeah. It's all about like who the new hotness is. Yeah, that's true. She's, She's a like, millennial dog. She needs totally. the new hotness, totally. not the old and busted. She's like, you're old and busted, dad. <laughs> I need that new shit. <laughs> no, you're you're dead right, Lola. Uh, let's talk about some really stupid shit that happened. Oh wow, take your pick. Rape day. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Holy shit. No, that's not a day that actually happened. No. No. God no. no. That would be. Rape day was a game that was put on Steam. Uh, it was allowed to be posted on Steam as a preview. Yeah. And it was going to go on sale, and Valve. Uh, drew a lot of criticism from people there's a theory being floated that this game was a litmus test it was like a troll yeah yeah so let's see if, if valve lets this pass their their sensors and yeah it might have been you know i can't believe someone would make this i guess i can but no one in their right mind would think that this game would have any chance of being sold through major channels like steam I yeah. feel like they wanted to see how far it they was could take it. built to be edgy. I mean, you yeah. rape people in the game. Right. It's like a really fucked up idea. Right. Uh, and a company to sell that on their digital storefront is saying something. Yeah. Or not. Wait. And that's, you know, they Valve, after a bunch of people asked. Oh, Lola's about to jump off the yeah, couch. she's working up. After a bunch of people came out and said, this is a bad look, Valve, they decided it's not in their... Uh, best interest to continue that and they, yeah. they are, their reasoning was like i have to pull up the article it's there it's so i can't believe they gave reasoning other than it's called rape day you guys fuck off yeah. it, well it, that's the kind of logic that you would have had removed you would it never would have been on the storefront yeah you know uh if 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 they had that kind of uh content moderation but they don't and their reasoning was like really kind of fucked up. I thought, uh, but yeah, that was the first stupid thing that happened. Or I don't know. Was that's was the that first the same, stupid thing we talked? To. Was that the, the same day as the? Was that the same day as THQ Nordic, or is the day after? I think it might have been the day after. Pretty darn close. Yeah. Two really stupid oh, things happened. Yeah. So 
Yeah, Valve removes Rape Day. Uh, Their full statement. Yeah. uh, Over the past week, you may have heard about a game called Rape Day coming soon to Steam. Today, we've decided not to distribute this game on Steam. Given our previous communication around who gets to be on the Steam store, we think this decision warrants further explanation. Much of our policy around what we distribute is and must be reactionary. We must we simply have to wait and see what comes to us via Steam Direct. We then have to make a decision a judgment call about any risk it puts to Valve, our development <laughs> our developer partners or our customers. Ugh. After significant fact finding and discussion we looked at the title we think rape day poses unknown costs and risks i i know them and therefore won't be on steam no shit that is the most corporate bureaucratic bullshit answer i've ever heard i just want to finish this okay oh yeah i thought you were done no i I think that paragraph warrants us to scoff at it yeah yeah it is a very that that sentence that uh, unknown costs and risks and yeah. therefore won't be on Steam. That it's all about oh we might lose money here. Yeah. This yeah. could open us up to liability even. <laughs> well, well then we shouldn't do it. Not the fact that it's Rape Day yeah, and a game about raping people, and like killing babies. And yeah, stuff. really fucked up shit. Uh, we <laughs> here's the last paragraph. We respect developers' desire to express themselves. And the purpose of Steam is to help developers find an audience. But this developer has chosen content matter and a way of representing it that makes it difficult for us to help them do that. And a way of representing it. Oh, is it difficult, Valve? Is that hard to say no to rape games? Right. Is that hard? In this day and age, they could have someone said, this game is morally wrong. It <laughs> violates our content standards and good tastes. Boom. I just wrote you a statement. Yeah. Just, yeah. It, dear audience, it's called Rape Day. What the fuck did you think? Yeah, you were after doing? careful research, well, fuck you, Valve. Yeah, rape is wrong. It's sick and disgusting. I, and, I really... Uh, I no, that is That is crazy. I got problems me. with what they're doing over there right now. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think Epic Game Store is this is win. a time of upheaval. Yeah, it's not. I wouldn't even go that far. Like I, I don't think. I think the finish line is over the horizon sure. for this. But I think definitely Valve is under more pressure than they have been in a long time. Yeah, and I think a lot because the the thing is like for a long time a lot of people have felt like Steam almost runs itself. You know, not literally, but if you look at Steam, it's kind of a mess and. Prolific indie development is partly to blame for that. Like the the Steam store is just a mess of like, just a glut of like graphic novels and all sorts of weird, bizarre shit that like every other digital storefront now. But also like Steam really feels archaic to me. It feels like a console I've been using since two thousand five that happens to co- be continually updated, and I feel like they have to rethink everything now. Mm-hmm. And they're in the process of doing that, and a lot of people over there are waking up like, "Wait, we have to do what? Like, it's not on autopilot." And actually, anymore. Uh, right before we started recording, I saw a story on PC Gamer and a couple other. I think Upload VR broke the story. Uh, Valve has fired like thirteen people 
Really? Uh, just recently from their team, and uh, a lot of them were hardware. I think it was like four or five people were hardware, uh, which doesn't bode well for their VR. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that firing or layoffs? Layoffs, I okay. guess. Yeah, okay. Layoffs, sorry. I guess that's, I, I <laughs> yeah. Well, I was curious yeah. because not only, like, I don't know how Vibe's doing, but I'm also like, you know, they're not really backing the... Um, steam link anymore how that thing was on sale for like two bucks yeah christmas yeah i think uh, the shipping costs more than the actual steam product. boxes i don't really hear about those anymore uh, you know i was at the steam was it steam machine whatever they were called steam so. boxes yeah i think steam box yeah. i was at that ces reveal where like gabe was there with a bunch of partners like yeah. alienware and all these companies were there and yeah that fell flat on its face but what i will give i give gabe a lot of credit for how he runs the company not for what he does you know like the decisions that they make like this but he doesn't take uh a lot of risk in these things he didn't take a whole lot of financial risks on steambox because all he did was license steam out yeah. Yeah. uh and the same thing with vive he didn't build the vive htc did so they took all the R&D risk and all the manufacturing costs. Yeah. All he did was sit there and license it and make money. Yeah. He actually, Steam, <laughs> Valve actually made money off of, uh, I wouldn't say, because they also spend money on R&D, but at least they're pulling in revenue, Yeah. you know, from, from HTC. Mm -hmm. uh, they run the company in a way where it can survive. So I, mm -hmm. I think that they deserve credit for that, but this is the other side of that coin. When you're so financially driven that you fucking are only motivated to make content moderation choices when they are affecting your bottom line. And we're seeing the same thing on YouTube with uh, what's going on with the, the ads on uh, the monetization of videos with minors. Yeah. Because yeah. Disney and Fortnite and all these uh, entities pulled out of ad deals, they're just straight up blocking comments. Mm -hmm. on any videos featuring minors right so yeah i think the this is this is where we are these these come these i think digital storefronts uh and steve jobs talked about this a lot actually uh with respects to itunes and the app store that those are curated uh that's not that th those have to be curated yeah to protect the user right and to protect the user experience and I just I don't think that Valve has ever shown that kind of ownership over Steam. No, they try really dumb things and then it blows up in their faces. Like this is just the latest one of those. Like you yeah. remember the Fallout Three paid mods? Like that was a game that was almost ten years old and suddenly they're like, We're gonna monetize these. Like, no, this is they the users are so entrenched in free mods, this is not gonna go well and then sure enough it didn't. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of Steam is just like Steam is just sat there, and then every now and then they try something really dumb and it blows up in their face, or they just give the completely ass backwards rationale yeah. for why they decided against something like this rape day game. So as stupid as this is, this wasn't the dumbest thing a video no. game studio did in the last week. No, and I, I, I'm, I don't, I don't want to downplay rape. Rape is terrible. Yeah. 8chan might be worse. 8chan yeah. might be the worst place on the internet. Yeah. And THQ Nordic 
you know, you know, we've we've done AMAs on the chatty. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Adam Brennicky, yep, from Oblivion, stop yep. by. Mm-hmm. Obsidian, not Oblivion. Right. Obsidian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do that too. I don't know why. <laughs> Obsidian, Oblivion. They, they sound the rhyme. Same. They both have eight letters. Yeah. Uh, I have that. I was actually wearing their hoodie earlier. Uh, but yeah, we had him stop by. We had we've had multiple AMAs. Yeah. Uh, we've had people from Gearbox stop by and do AMAs in the chatty. Yeah. You know our forum on on Shack News. They would decide to go to 8chan. And uh, now I, I, sh- I, I'm not trying to be pedantic, but I think they, it was like one guy, right? One PR sure. manager. I, two people. You know, oh, two people. Okay. Yeah. There, there, there were two people from THQ Nordic that decided to go there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the PR uh, person, Philip Brock, was the one who took responsibility. Yeah. Um, they, I, they, how do you not know what 8chan is? I know. And like how, like you're, you're a PR company or you're, you're a PR expert. You're, you're an executive at a company that's publicly traded. Yeah. This, you, you have to at least Google where you're going. You have to know where you're going. You know, and like I screen capped this, which is it's the first it's the first two posts in the thread right. for the THQ Nordic AMA, and it's this uh, it's a it's are they ready anonymous? You know, all 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 Chan posts are anonymous, yeah. right? Yeah. So the second one is where the big titty lollies at, and it's a picture of two yeah. drawn a underage girls. Is, yeah, underage girl. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like right there before your ama has even started yep there's your big red flag to get the fuck out yep what the hell damn guy and then he just keeps going here's here's the thing i this is this isn't like exactly a hot take but i'll expand on it i think that this philip brock and or whomever knew exactly where they were going i think they wanted the news cycle to be yeah, look at us. We're bold, and we went to 8chan and had a great AMA. We went where no video game company has gone before. Mm-hmm. And then the exact thing everyone suspected would happen happened. Yeah. And they looked really bad. But there were other moments in the uh, in the AMA where he they were like, thanks for like not catering to SJWs and like yeah. all this bullshit. And yeah. he was replying like, yeah, no problem. Uh, so it was yeah. like... He was engaging them in the AMA as Twitter was losing their shit yeah. over what was happening. Right. We're all talking shit about him. He doesn't realize that it's already blowing up in his face. Yeah. And then you just look at these replies and I'm like, there's so much just filthy stuff being said. Yeah. Because it's 8chan. This is the place that people who are banned from 4chan yeah. go. It's the cesspit under the cesspit. And 4chan is, yeah, like pretty much the worst of the internet. 4chan's rough and tough and yeah. terrible. This is god-awful, abominable shit. Yeah. Like shit that 4chan doesn't even tolerate. That's what we're getting at here. Yeah, yeah. So to be like, oh, yeah, we're edgy. No, like you're you're completely tone deaf and dumb and like hurting yourself yeah i can't think uh, of a single reason why anyone would even think to do something like this yeah it's so- gotta be an internal so to me that what this says is at our company we have an internal culture 
that doesn't fucking get it. Yeah. Like people this is the people making the game. So and yeah, this is here I just want to read this dude's apology too cuz I, yeah, I think giving yeah. these people their fair shake on the Shack uh cast literally to read their bullshit out to you. Yeah. Uh he said this after everything blew up on Twitter uh via the the THQ Twitter account. I personally agreed to this AMA without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and the controversy of the site. I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy, or racism in any shape or form. I am terribly sorry for the short-sightedness of my decision and promise to be more, far more vigorous in my assessment of these activities in the future. <laughs> this was not about being edgy, David. Not yeah. about being edgy. This blew up, and I very much regret to have done it in the first place. It wasn't about being edgy, except for that it was. It was totally about being edgy. Yeah. How else would? How else know. would this happen? How else would this happen? How else could you be so stupid, Philip? Uh, these but guys, yeah, these guys European. Is that what's going on? Yes. Here? Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Q Vince McMahon, you're like fired. I feel like it's just another thing that's indicative of like this really sort of broish culture that's taken over like tech in general, not just in video games, but I feel like there's this bro mentality. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Uh, like now that, and I was talking with Asif about this yesterday, actually. It's like now that people know that you make, you can make really good money knowing computer stuff, it stopped being the place where all the nerdy people went to sort of hide from their bullshit and escape. Yeah. Uh, and now it's it's just, you know, it's the same thing that sort of happens when you listen to a band that's super underground and then all of a sudden they get really popular. Everyone's listening to them. People are recommending them to you and they were kind of just your special thing before. You're dealing with that now where it's like, you know, tech, tech and video games aren't just this special thing that was for... A niche group of out like social outcasts growing up anymore it's something that everybody's experienced on a cultural level yeah gaming is the largest uh entertainment sector by revenue mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah, so but, it's just yeah but we, even beyond but even beyond gaming you look at the people using technology yeah like gaming you know, and tech or entertain yeah, yeah like technology. At Google. yeah yeah it used to and it i don't know and i grew up you know grew up in the bay area so a lot of, you know, uh, it was like about a lot of the 90s was like technology and social change mm -hmm. were, were what was going on in the Bay Area. And now that the social change aspect of it is very dead and now it's very much a corporate culture. Oh, no. I would argue that the social change is alive and well. It's just owned by like two companies or three. Oh. Yeah. It's like, like Tesla. No, I, I would say Google with YouTube twitter with twitter facebook. and facebook with facebook yeah are controlling most social behavior mm -hmm. at this point mm -hmm. and uh we have seen with uh the arab spring for instance uh how it can be used uh as a platform for like that kind of social justice i guess or whatever you want to call it uh upheaval mm -hmm. uh and yeah, you can you, you on the on the other side of that coin if you want to say what how Donald Trump won the election 
is largely due to Silicon Valley too. Mm-hmm. So I think they've had an identity crisis for the last three years. Yeah, where they're like, we're responsible for this, mm-hmm. and they're tr- they're all trying to figure out how to do something about. It. And I, 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 you know, I was thinking about Google the other day because I was really upset. I I googled, uh, you know, I I own Nintendo shares. It's like one of the only stocks I own anymore because I'm not that bullish on the stock market. Uh, and I, you know, I googled Nintendo, and like the first story was this thing about how how would Nintendo's stock do with the CEO stepping down? And I'm like, the CEO of Nintendo didn't step down. Yeah. It was the president of Nintendo of America, Reggie fils Yeah, yeah, Who's yeah. not the CEO of Nintendo. It's not no. Mr. Furukawa. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, how is it possible that like fake news was the first search result when I was searching for stock information? Yeah. And just it kind of clicked for me. These guys didn't make Google to get everything right. They just made it to index everything. Yeah. And it's it's been a challenge for them ever since. Mm-hmm. And to the same extent, Facebook was never built for political campaigns. No. you know yeah so now that it's being used for it they're falling over themselves trying to do something it's like it's like a boulder rolling down a hill and they can't stop it no you know and i i feel like that's what what blake's talking about like how that's the sense like i would say the 60s and 70s in san francisco has left it's because like what they what that what that led to at these tech companies is like Oh, it's like the oh, worst. You don't yeah. even have to go back as far as like the hippy dippy times of San Francisco. You could just say like nineties. Oh man, even like the early two thousands. Yeah, we, <clears throat> there used to be this thing called the Love Fest that would happen. Yeah, uh, and it would happen like at the Bill Graham Civic Center, right, which is just right outside of San Francisco's City Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it just and it was like a wild party. There were there were pretty much just a bunch of semi trucks with DJs playing on them. Weren't there uh, like more parades ten years ago than there are t- today per year? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. There was also the, uh, there's this uh, we do a marathon every year called Beta Breakers. Starts in downtown San Francisco and goes all the way to Ocean Beach, which is. Like a you know seven eight mile walk, and basically what it used to be was a bunch of people getting belligerent in public. There'd be huge floats, like total party, you know, and people still dress ridiculous or don't dress at all, because uh, there's certain parts of the city when you're where you're allowed to be fuck naked, but mm-hmm. it's never people that you would want to look at naked. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just wild stuff, you know? And then, like, first they banned floats. Then they started cracking down on public urination. Then they started cracking down on drinking and all that stuff. And now it's basically just another... Wait, you know, 
dudes in costumes. Are you you're, you're telling me that the city of San Francisco cracked down on public urination? Because <laughs> that, that place smells too. like piss every time I go there. It's piss yeah. and shit with imagine, a, hint, a hint of marijuana. Imagine if they hadn't cracked down <laughs> on public urination. It smelled this, worse? This is one day a year, and it's along a long parade route. So oh, so they really... A bunch of rich people bought all the houses. Got it. As rich people moved in, they complained about like they don't like having the parade route on their street. <laughs> yep. And yeah, that's why they started like cracking down on all. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That that's just goes back to the whole gentrification of yeah. of Northern California. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wee, let me tell you, Porter Robinson is throwing a music festival in Oakland, and I feel like that's the nail in the coffin right there. That's Rip, Rip Oakland. Like, oh, now, now where the hip, cool place in San Francisco used to be. Uh, <laughs> you're getting Brooklyn. Just we're just one. Big <laughs> you're getting your your totes getting Brooklyn right now, <laughs> and then Brooklyn got yeah. gentrified. So then they had to go to Harlem. Now Harlem's yeah. getting Brooklyn. And yeah, Amazon tried to go to Long Island City. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's I got the fuck out of California. <laughs> SoCal. <laughs> Basically, Northern California is getting SoCaled. We're getting we're getting Mission District. Yeah, it's just I th- I think it's tech, man. Like Hollywood took over SoCal. Yeah, tech took over NorCal. Yeah, and there's just I th- a lot of people get angry when you talk about democratic socialism or whatever redistribution of wealth, but when you see how much money these corporations have and how little benefit it starts to have have for the communities right something yeah. needs to be done yeah I agree. Like, uh, frankly i mean not to get too off of video games but like really none of the shit benefits the actual community that was there yeah when this stuff happened it just pushed them out and put richer people in their place yep yeah and, and that is one of the big reasons that we have a huge homeless crisis in Oakland right now because people are put out with nowhere to go no money to move away or anything like that no job offers out of state you know so you have people living in tent towns and shanty towns and uh yep very shaping by with nowhere to go now and it is all it is so prevalent i saw that in seattle too oh wow yeah uh seattle's having the same because amazon and microsoft nintendo the valve yeah uh i think epic has a big presence there yeah it's like yeah there that that city's also getting hit in a very similar manner i'm gonna make you spend some time in oakland uh after gdc mm-hmm. yes. i will i will show you the dance of my people <laughs> you need to go to there's a shoot there's a there's an indie fed out there you could write an article about this mm-hmm. because they're wrestlers. First of all, they pass like blunts and open whiskey around during matches. Okay. Are you talking about Hood Slam? Yes, it's Hood Slam. Yes, I couldn't oh. think of what it's called. Second, a lot of their wrestlers <laughs> dress up as video game characters. One night they had Scorpion versus Link, <laughs> and Link was getting beat down. So you know what he did? He got out of the ring. He dug under the ring, under the apron, pulled out a treasure chest, and over the speakers, they played the and he got out like a steel chair from the chest. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's Hood Slam is pretty cool. Holy crap! That, that's the first Friday of every month at the Metro Opera House. Oh shit! Damn. See, Blake's oh, got the hookup. Oh yeah, dude. Of course, you know about Hood Slam. There's also a there's also a a glow version of that. Oh snap! Oh, and uh, my friends, the 
band, the all-female Oingo Boingo cover band, Oinga Boinga, are the house band for that. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's just, it's, it's total 80s wrestling. Uh, yeah, Cammy awesome. is a wrestler. I think her Damn. butt has its own Facebook he... as well. I'm gonna look so up. you can follow Cammy. Research. And you can... <laughs> research for Shaq News. Yes, the research. Yeah. Um, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, like, fight. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of crazy stuff. And these people really throw down. These are, like, people that are serious about their uh, amateur wrestling. Like ECW circa 1997. The most hood wrestling I ever saw was <laughs> down the street on 241. <laughs> and, like, it was outdoors. Yeah. And my friend got stung by a bee. But it was, like, just backyard wrestling. Yeah. They had, they had a ring. <laughs> but it was, like, it was pretty hood. Um... <laughs> Okay, I found it. That exists. Uh, Bookmarked. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I think that, I don't know if they had the right to be on the property they did, were at. Did I tell you about the time I went to an indie fed? It was MCW. I remember what it stood for, but they had um, Midwest Championship uh, Wrestling or it was something. Was in Alliance, and they converted the old Stambaugh's Hardware Store mm-hmm. into their arena. <laughs> so we go in there first row there's this toothless old woman sitting across from me on the opposite side of the ring every now and then she just gives that toothless smile and like flips off mm. whoever's in the ring oh yeah second then <laughs> this this uh we love our wrestling this, here this rather attractive female valet came out but she was a heel because the crowd started chanting you've got herpes or she's got herpes get this though at intermission there's a merch table i go over there's a shirt on it that says she's got herpes with her picture on it i'm like who's gonna wear this who can wear this and i'm like oh right i'm in alliance but yeah my hometown i you know what i just i've been to some local wrestling here yeah yeah, that's par for the course that's actually classy compared to whatever the hell i would they they start like this ain't wwe the crowd's like fuck john cena like they were just oh so this is recently yeah no like at least six seven years ago that's recent for me i'm I'm talking like 20 years ago oh no no added no attitude era stuff no yeah this was like alternative to ecw and like it was definitely some like you're like I don't know if these guys it's are gonna be okay. Sketchy, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we went out. We went out to this Mexican <laughs> place afterwards, and they were all there. And we went to talk to them, and they stayed in character. I'm like, I respect that in this age when I know you're full of shit that you're still playing your character. That's okay. awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know. E- even though they're they're amateur wrestlers, they wouldn't go on eight chan for an no. AMA. They would not. It's a terrible idea. So yeah, I'm not you know like that. I'm not buying it shit or like yeah yeah. I, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying your apology. No, your behavior. I don't like that you liked. They liked a tweet from someone saying, "Don't listen to these guys. Don't be SJWs or whatever." No, they're like he's like this is a great idea. Don't listen to these guys. Uh, no. They liked that. Terrible idea. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know. Objectively terrible. Yeah, and like, having dealt with so many really great PR people in the industry, I was just kind of baffled by this. I feel bad. I feel bad for the people I know that worked on Metro. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's I heard that a lot of developers were complaining too. Oh, I can't their imagine. properties are getting dragged through the this mud. I can't like everyone under that umbrella and there are a ton of great development yeah. studios that are under that umbrella and other PR agencies that are like satellite to them. Yeah. Right? Like uh Tinsley PR. You know, they do Devolver but they also do Deep Silver. Uh and then there's Deep Silver internal PR that didn't know what the fuck this guy was doing. Yeah. So like it's just it's so unfortunate for so many really talented people. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's why I I I cannot I'm so let me tell you baffled. I have watched so many developers not listen to the best advice they were ever given. Yeah. But this was PR. Oh. This was internal PR, Blake. Yeah. Oh man, Do you know what I mean? Can't, they they can't control work. that. That's, yeah. How is that person still employed? That's what I'm saying. How was that apology from the CEO? Hey, we fired his ass. Yep. Didn't even say that. Right. Mm-hmm. And even in his apology, he's like, "In the future." I was like, "You like, got a future yeah. after he's this?" Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, we won't do this again. So the the trifecta of of stupid, the third uh-huh. recent stupid thing. I'm thinking uh, Twitch Rivals. Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. That, that That's by far lower than oh, these other two. Yeah. But Stupid yeah. on another level. But yeah, Twitch, first of all, you know, just real quick, Yo, Twitch let I'm go not- of, of Chase, uh, their head of PR. Uh, uh, just a, did he quit? He quit. I don't know. Either way, Chase isn't in charge of their PR anymore. Mm. And it's different. And I feel like that company has changed. He had been there for a really long time. He did a great job. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. You know, across the acquisition. Yeah. Uh, You know, and a lot of people are, it's just, it just seems like the company is, uh, it seems like Amazon is controlling it more than ever before. Mm -hmm. I think it got, it grew faster than it should, it should have if they wanted to do it right mm-hmm. i think it just it exploded no one's hot coming they got acquired now it's just uh it's a cluster you know it's sort of like twitch was an offshoot of justin tv yeah the problem with justin tv was it was just a clusterfuck of stuff mm-hmm. and then justin tv went away and then twitch started being like well okay instead of only being able to do video games you can do all sorts of stuff and now it's just it's just what Justin TV was. Yep. When Justin TV started to struggle. That's absolutely right. But then so they're doing this thing uh, called Twitch Rivals where they're ponying up money and having streamers come on and compete. And this week they had a RE2 speedrun competition. Yeah, and actually so I tuned into this because I love the idea of people playing this game for money and I'm actually learning how to speed run it myself in the twenty minutes a week I have to play video games. Which it sounds like you're making pretty good progress on the game in twenty minutes. I can get through like the first uh quarter or so, third third in like thirty nine minutes or so. I'm doing all right. But um the idea was they, they invited eighteen Resident Evil speedrunners and the competition was six hours and it was uh, commentated by Carcinogen, who's like 
mm-hmm. one of the best Resident Evil uh, challenge runners and speedrunners out there. I watch his videos. Who all decided the time. not to participate in the competition? He did. He did. That I, that was initially surprising. I thought, wow, this carcinogen could go in there and mop up the floor, but he's not participating. That was like a, maybe a red flag. That was wise on his part. It was wise. He had foresight. Also, I Horse checked. It, I checked his Twitter earlier. He hasn't mentioned anything about the controversy at all. I think he's just like, nope, I'm keeping. They didn't I'm say anything. Yeah. So so here's what happened. The idea was that you had to play through Claire, well, Leon A and, and Claire A. And it, when when you beat one, you could go back and you know try to get a better time. But once you moved on from Leon to Claire, you couldn't play Leon again. They also offered up certain achievements that knocked off a certain amount of seconds or minutes off your time. Uh, so it, it sounded kind of cool. It's not just like who can finish the game first. They had all these other objectives. Apparently, I, I watched like the first hour or so, and then I had an appointment, and then I had some stuff to work on. What I heard from you uh, was that with like an hour to go, mm-hmm. someone on high at Twitch changed the rules. They sent out this email saying, oh, wait, we're, we're changing how the achievements count. Now, granted, by this time, everyone's playing Claire, mm-hmm. which means they all finished Leon. They finished Leon's achievements. They can't go back and change any of this stuff. No, they also, the other problem was if you didn't clear your Steam history of achievements, yeah. it wouldn't count. Yeah. And they didn't tell people that ahead of time. Yeah. And Zarian and uh, Trance, uh, Trance, mm-hmm. uh, they both got hosed because of that. Yeah, it was. It came down to the tiebreakers, which were the achievements, because like two guys had like very similar scores. I that's kind of what I expected. Like if you give them this much time, you block out six hours for some of the fastest RA two players in the world to do this. There are going to be some ties because mm-hmm. these guys obviously know optimal routes through each campaign, and they know how to get the achievements. So I wasn't surprised in the first place there were some ties. So they changed the tiebreaker rules after the competition started. Yeah. And they changed they because they didn't tell people about that PC achievement thing. I think a trance had to start over yeah. during the stream. Yeah, and he wouldn't have had to otherwise, and he probably would have won otherwise. Yeah. So I think that's there were two things that happened there as a result of that. Yeah. It's a complete so- mess, and it just shows you like how we have done speed runs at our esports competitions uh, with Shaq News have been great. And yeah. it's because we think deeply about what can happen in those environments. Well, that's the thing. Like, you forget, like, you know, we can make light of all of the, the, the PC master race nerds who wanted to change their settings. But the fact is, there was money on the line. So they wanted mm-hmm. to create the most ideal conditions for themselves to win as possible. So, sure. like, I, I get it. And you can't, you can't do something like change the rules in the middle of a competition where people are working toward money. I, I mean, a lot of these people, they're probably, they're probably some of them are full-time streamers. Like this is part of their income. Yep. And then suddenly this rug is pulled out from under them. Yeah. I think one person lost like $850 and there's 15,000 on the line. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's money. Here's the really dumb thing about it, guys. It's really dumb, but also I have to get going. So <laughs> <laughs> tell me Blake. Okay. No, I'll and what, here's the I'll, problem. We have to end the episode. Okay. Because Blake sings the last song. Oh, you're right. Show. I could just sing it now and then you can cut no, it. No, no. No, Blake. No. Okay. We're going to end the show. You. But real quick, 
I'm still really happy that the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I saw that gif yeah. of LeBron. Like, yeah, I'm really happy about that. You guys, yep. it's great. And uh, yeah, uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Also really fun. I'm playing it for review. I just want to give it a shout out before wow. we end our show. Apeout is so good, you guys. Let me do the, re- the wrap up real quick, Blake, and you can sing, and then we can end this. And- Apeout is so good. And Apeout is really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is actually a, a, a shorter episode for once. I think it'll be. How short? Wow, what are we looking at? An hour 46. Oh, wow. We've slashed I'll it. Just, I'll just set up something to do every night that we record this. So I can- <laughs> <laughs> wow oh here's lola telling tell us to wrap no, it up lola, you can't come back up we're done so right. yeah go to shacknews.com for your inter- interviews reviews news previews guides long reads david's working on some long reads right now yeah some cool ones i started reading one uh, it's in it's in there blake if you want to check it out it's pretty cool I, I'm, I'm just gonna i just encourage david i don't i don't correct his no no I'll read it. it i'll check it out read it don't you don't have to tell him hey this is poop you, yeah. you wouldn't do that anyway. Cause yeah, it's 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 not. It's not. It's not poop. Never has. Been, uh, never will be. I don't right, anyone would say it's poop. Anyway, go there. Uh, go to our website. Uh, we're Shack News on uh, Facebook because that's a very popular website. At Shack News on Twitter. Uh, Shack News Media on Instagram because Greg's weird. Tweet at Greg Berg eighty five if you have any complaints about Shack News. Uh, and the website video content. Uh, how bad he is at Link to the Past. Holy crap. Five hours in one dungeon, Greg. Five hours in one dungeon. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Shack News. Go over there. Give us your Amazon Prime uh, free sub because we could use that money. There's no ads on Shack News. Right. And then if you're on the internet, which you probably are because you're listening to us through a series of tubes, and let's say you're sharing something on social media or maybe you're reacting to something on the chatty, you just see the headline. Click the link first. Read the article. It might have some information to make you a more informed reader or commenter or share reactor information uh i think so many confusing things on the internet would be prevented if people actually just read the articles uh stupid comments that would lead to people being very angry at each other could be avoided if you just clicked the damn link if you want to go sexy build a cameraman's extra mile and actually vet the information before you share it go for it i don't think you're going to do that because i'm sitting here begging you just click a fucking link so i don't think you're going to do that uh, but if you do, I will appreciate it. Are you thinking about humping your bed, Lola? She thought about it. She thought about she it. She that look in her She eye. did not. So that's the show. Thank you so much for, for listening to this episode. Thanks for you guys uh, for coming here and talking about these horrible things that Val decides to do. And, uh, you know, fuck Bobby Kotick. Right. right. So, yeah, go out there and do it for Shaq News. Oh, D-O-I-T for Shack News, D-O-I-T for Shack News, hey, if you're out there and you're listening to this, do it for Shack News, it's a great website, and we all work there, and we really like living in homes and eating food, so hey, why not tune in to the latest Shackcast and go to Shack News, yeah. There you go. Awesome. Bam. <laughs>